This is the Living in Mid-Bloom podcast, lighthearted and heartfelt conversations about what it looks like to live, heal, and blossom in middle age. I'm your host, April Pruitt. Let's get our bloom on. Hello, my mid-bloomers. Hello, my friends. I hope everyone had a great week, and I'm excited to get started on this new episode my continued therapy journey, it actually feels good to kind of get these things out because there are a lot of things that I don't think that I actually worked through. And what I'd like to do is try to end on a less serious note so that when you leave me, that you're in a good headspace. In this episode, I will be talking about abusive relationships. Please do not listen to this episode if you believe any of these subjects may trigger you. The contents of this episode is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek guidance from your healthcare professional. The names of individuals and locations mentioned in this episode have been changed in order to protect everyone's privacy. My thoughts about finding the right therapist are my personal point of view and not to be considered as advice from a professional. So in my last episode, I was talking about the group therapy recommended by my therapist at the time. And the managing counselor that checked me in, I felt was inappropriate by saying, after I told him about my abuse, oh, that'd be great for my book, which I'm assuming is some kind of research book. But the bottom line was it was totally inappropriate. What was a really, really scary moment for me, he turns into something to benefit himself. And I was so angry about that. I I never really think I processed that. And I was angry at my therapist, but I never said anything else about it to her or to him. At least I'm saying it now. I'm getting it out. I'm going to release it and let it go. I will not let it keep residence in my head And in my soul, I know I did nothing wrong. Now, in this episode, I'm going to talk about a psychologist that I met with only once, which was the shortest agreement I had with any kind of therapist or specialist. I went to see him because of a relationship I was in. I was probably like a year in when I sought out a therapist to help me with the relationship with this guy, Sam. You know, we're in this relationship for a year now. We first met actually at a subway station, and I realized that was risky behavior on my part. He was just starting to to talk to me, and it turns out that we knew some of the same people through the church choir. I was a paid soloist, but a lot of other folks in the uh, choir were professionals touring in operas around the world. Um, One of my friends was performing in Porgy and Bess at the Met. They were still in rehearsals, and he invited some of us to come watch, but we'd have to play hooking from work, and that's what I did. I called in sick. I took the train from D.C. to New York, and it was one of the best days of my life. There were the other artists that were, of course, rehearsing there, and in the middle of the Met Theater was the soprano, 
the soprano. It was Grace Bumbry. She was the soprano at the time, and she's sitting in front of the libretto, and that's the only lighted area in the theater. She recently died, but she was uh, 86. But I could just feel her energy just radiating through the theater, just the, the power, the power of her presence. So anyway, so I'm heading to rehearsal. He wants to come with me, which he does. And he, you know, sees the other folks that he knows. And they were pretty much telling me, April, don't do it. Don't do it. And of course, of course I did. And, you know, it was uh, weeks later, he said to me, and I think this was why they were, were telling me not to, that, that he used to be a drug addict. And I thought, well, that's great. He's no longer doing drugs, you know? Yeah, I know. Very naive of me. At that time, I knew nothing about addiction. I knew nothing about relapse, about enabling someone. So here I am in this relationship. And sure enough, weeks later, he's an active user. He actually told me, he told me it was crack. And, you know, he's telling me these things that since I don't know anything, he's like, oh, I'm just doing it for a little while, you know, and, and it it just got worse, you know, worse. But I, I didn't know. I thought I was being helpful. And I was one of his many enablers in this whole process. So he is becoming abusive and the way I looked at it was, well, he really needs help. He really needs, you know, I wasn't even helping myself. Here I am caught up in this mess. So at the time I was seeing a, a therapist off and on, but I was also separating from all the things that I enjoyed in my life. I, I can see that now, but then I, I, I didn't. So I thought, well, let me see if I can find a therapist that can help me in this relationship. So I find this guy, a black guy in his 30s or 40s. He went to Georgetown. And, and I thought, you know, he would be a, a good fit for helping me in the situation I'm in. So you go to his office and I start telling him about my relationship with him. I told him how I met him and he kind of laughed at, at first. And I thought maybe it was just a, a, a nervous laughter or, gee, that's a crazy way to meet somebody, though I was I was feeling a lot of shame. So I, I just c continued and I started telling him about him being uh, uh, abusive and, and this is the headspace I'm in. I'm, I'm like, here I am ignoring the therapist being totally inappropriate. So I leave, he sets up a next appointment. He provided me you no know, feedback. He, nothing. He said nothing. I left the office and I, I never went back. He never called me to try to get in touch with me. So I really, that was like a very strange in, encounter for me. And that's another piece of anger, piece of inappropriate behavior that I stuffed down, you know, not confronting it because I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know that I had a right to do that. I want to leave you with another tip about finding a therapist. Depending on the kind of therapy you're looking for, and it may be just something very general that you're struggling with depression because of something at work or, you know, something very basic. But 
it would make sense just to make sure that whoever you find yourself with, that they will be able to help you. And it's okay to ask them to ask questions so that you understand what's going on. You have every right to. So like I said, I, I wanted to kind of end with something less serious. And this is a show that I, I watch when I really, really need to get out of my head. And I, I'm sure most of you have heard of this. It's called Naked and Afraid. <laughs> so the premise is people are left in, it's usually a, a warm part of the world they're in. All of their worldly goods are left behind, including their clothing. So they are naked and they get to bring like one specialty thing, you know, whether it's a machete, a knife, a fishing pole, whatever it is. This one I, that I, I tend to watch every few weeks, it's Naked and Afraid Extra Large Frozen. So you've got, they are in groups of three. And they are, I don't even know what part of the country they're in. Maybe, are they in Alaska? I don't know. But there's snow. And the temperature graduates from as high as 60 to as low as like 20 or 15 degrees. They take off their clothes. And they're running around trying to find shelter. And I give these guys credit. I think half of these people ended up leaving within a few days just because they were ill. I mean, it's like... One guy, like his feet were turning blue, you know, or whatever it is. I'm not making fun of these people because you have to be a really strong person to go through this. But they can laugh at themselves, too, because when they do find these little shelters, they have fur that they can, you know, sew together to kind of make clothes. But it's never enough to cover their bodies completely. So they may have made like some shoes and like a top, but all of their butts are hanging out <laughs> it's just, and they are freezing. But I would tell you that some of them caught fish, birds. I mean, they found food. I mean, it, that to me was pretty doggone cool. So let me leave you <laughs> with that. And I'm looking forward to talking to you about my next therapy adventure. Thank you for joining me today on Living in Midbloom. I hope you found this episode insightful, meaningful, and maybe it's given you something to think about. I invite you to share your positive reviews or ideas on topics you would like me to touch on by leaving your comments on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Podchaser, or Podcast Addict. We are all divine beings who just want to be seen, heard, and loved. Have a beautiful day.